teaching their kids to swim, some parents take their time working with them in the pool. Others push them into the pool and make them fend for themselves. Going off to college is kind of like getting pushed in the pool. It's a lot of responsibility all at once. For most people, it's the first time they're living away from their parents. There's no curfew, no dress code, and no real rules. So what do you do with this independence? Welcome to the third episode of The Hookup. I'm JT Lindsay. And I'm Morgan Keeler. This week, we're showcasing Longhorns and Austinites who are working to make a name and a life for themselves. People who aren't waiting to graduate to start their careers. After high school, the transition is hard. You're dependent on yourself to eat healthy, do your laundry, and go to class. Heck, for me, college was the first time I had to wake myself up every morning. Thanks for that, Mom. But for a lot of us, those are the toughest challenges we're faced with daily. But while those might be the challenges that people like me deal with, a lot of Longhorns are going ahead and forging their own path. Across a variety of disciplines, people aren't letting their four or more years on this campus get in the way of their dreams. We all probably know somebody involved in the Austin music scene. Either they're trying to make it on their own, or they've got a band that they're trying to hit it big with. But our Lacey Grace reports on a community at UT that takes a step back from trying to make it big as a band, and instead tries to help those bands make it big in the music business. It gives me life, in a sense. It gives me passion. I think this is kind of like a passion inside of you. Like, it's something you can't explain. For me, I want to do something that I like to do every day and something that's passionate to me. We often have to ask ourselves why we do the things we do. Why do some of us actually enjoy running for miles at a time, whereas some of us can barely walk to class without getting winded? Why can some people do multiple twists and flips across a gym floor while some of us trip going upstairs? The answer is simple. It's passion. For me to be surrounded by people um, who kind of have the same passions as I do. Sometimes your passion is just a hobby, and sometimes it can lead you on a career path that you never expected to be on. This is the case for many students right here on the 40 Acres. With the help of endless resources and opportunities at UT, every student can find the one thing they are truly passionate about and turn it into a career. UT sophomore finance major Maria Tangarova is the founder of one of the newer outlets for students to explore their interests in pursuing a career in music. So the name of the organization is U Talent Records. It's U-T-A-L-E-N-T and then records. Um, and it basically serves as a student-led, student-run record label. Um, and I founded it because I saw a lot of talent um, at UT and uh, a lot of artists just don't know how to get their names out there, um, don't have like the business skills they need to, or um, kind of resources to make it in the entertainment industry. So I said, why don't we create this organization to kind of like funnel people that want to be in entertainment, teach them how to like run an actual record label, um, and provide them with opportunities. Maria explains how she developed this organization as a way to incorporate music into her studies in business and finance. Um, I kind of wanted to stay involved with music so when I came to college I was obviously doing a lot of business stuff and doing finance and accounting and all the nitty-gritty business classes so I wanted to keep music um, in my life so I created this organization kind of um, to do that. Another helpful platform for students trying to pursue careers in music is Grammy U. 
So GrammyU, well you can read off of there too, but GrammyU is basically a network of college students who are pursuing um, careers in the music industry. We connect people like you to awesome opportunities to get involved in the music industry with people who are doing it professionally. So we have people who have won Grammys, we have people who work with people who have won Grammys, we have people who are managers, A&Rs, lawyers, ETC. And so basically it's a program dedicated to getting people like you into the music industry so that way it can continue to grow and continue to flourish. That was Juan de Ishola, journalism and public relations junior, Grammy U representative, and up-and-coming rapper. Juan de says she uses her music to spread positivity and talk about her Christian faith. Throughout her time pursuing music, she's developed her own style and a loyal fan base. But just a few years ago, she did not even think that she would be pursuing music professionally. I never intended on pursuing music at all, and so I actually had a biology class, and so through that class, we had a class project to where we could either do a PowerPoint, an essay, or in a rap. And I chose the rapping option, and from there I discovered I had this random talent. Once she knew that she wanted to pursue a career as a hip-hop artist, Wande says she did face some challenges making a name for herself and overcoming the male dominance in her industry. I would definitely say, one, just making a name for yourself, because a lot of times if people don't know who you are, then they're like, uh, why should I listen to you? Mm. So just kind of getting past that initial phase. So I know like a lot of times like when I first got started, I would just DM people or like go up to people in real life and be like, hey, like I'm an artist, can you check out my music? And from there, like the numbers kind of gradually grew. And then just on top of that, just kind of being a woman, because like there's not many women right. in hip hop. However, these minor setbacks never stood in the way of her goal. Breaking the barrier to show that, yeah, even though I'm a woman, I'm still, I still handle my craft with excellence. Wande is one example of the many powerful women making names for themselves in the music industry. PR and dance student and Grammy U ambassador Rachel Insek faced a similar situation when deciding her career path. I'm a Nigerian American, so in my culture, it's kind of embedded in us to like have a career in like the medical field or be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that or engineer. And I tried that, and even like in high school, like it was so it was always embedded in me to just do that, do those fields, but. I, it never crossed my mind. Rachel says she has also faced some challenges trying to make her dream of having a professional dance career into a reality. When I went to UT freshman, freshman year, it was like I wasn't doing good in school because of the fact that I was not passionate about what I was doing. I was not happy um, and I wasn't paying attention, to be completely honest. I say some op- obstacles that I faced is obviously like um, my parents, of course, like they're Nigerian Americans, like they were born in Nigeria and, you know, traveled to America for a better life. And like, like I said, in, the, in our culture, it's just like you either have to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever of those fields similar to that to be successful in life. So that's like they have that stuck idea. And like when they hear about my plans, it's like that's not going to get you far in life. You know, so that's something that that can be very discouraging or like, you know, um, and just people, me being an African-American female and then like um, people don't really see myself as like this amazing artist or creator because of the color of my skin. But despite these obstacles, Rachel never let her passion for dance die. I made a whole 360 and I just decided like, you know what? forget what anyone has to say, like, this is what I'm going to do, and then I just applied for the dance school, and I got in, I got, and I applied into 
um, moody and I got in and like literally everything started turning around and like all these different opportunities started happening and that's when I realized like this is for me like this is what God is saying this is like this is the path I'm supposed to take I'm supposed to be right where I'm at today and um, with me trusting God it's like I don't have as much doubt as I did before because I didn't have as much trust in myself and in God Rachel credits the many resources she has found at UT, including Grammy U and the Moody Writing Center, for assisting in the development of her career in dance. Now, a career in music can mean many things. Most people will think performer, like Wande and Rachel. But for fifth-year American Studies major and member of Grammy U, Eli Robertson, this is not the case. I'm more on the business side of things. I like to do um, anywhere from like promoting the actual festival or show to doing day-to-day -day operations with it. Eli says his interest in the music industry comes from his love of electronic dance music and the joy he gets out of working at and promoting different music festivals. Just because I'm passionate so much for it and I just have so much fun like at festivals and concerts and just it's really I think where I belong and it's way more fun than a desk job in my in my opinion. It's just a lot more opportunity for it. Each one of these talented students has a piece of advice for our listeners who may be considering a career in music or wondering where they should start. Yeah, so I definitely think that 99% of music industry is business and the other percent is talent. Make sure it's, it's really a passion and that you really want to do it. Um, just read up on it, learn more about everything you can, follow, follow people you admire on Instagram, on all sorts of social media. Um, just be adventurous, just try new things, and, and just take risks. You never know when you're going to be able to meet someone new and make a connection like that. And like having just that passion, like once you have that passion for, you know, wanting to do something, then, I mean, nothing is really going to stop you. Just because you start slow, like don't give up, and just always know that you'll always grow as time goes on, and just pursue excellence. <laughs> The activities that we decide to occupy our time with help shape who we are, and for many people, deciding which ones to partake in can be overwhelming and leave you feeling lost or out of place. But once you find it, it can change your entire life and create opportunities you may never have thought were possible. And here's one final message from Wande Ishola. Homie, I'm stuck in my ways. I ain't got no time to waste. People just scared to make moves. Homie, I do not relay. I will not deep in my crew. Lady, you know it's the deuce. Austin is known as the live music capital of the world, with some of the best venues for bands from all over to come play. But the city is no stranger to bands of its own. Nate Davis reports on Shadow of Wales, an Austin band trying their best to make it big. This is Shadow of Wales. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm the lead vocalist. Uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm the bass player. And I, I sing some backup vocals. Sorry. I am JD, and I play the synthesizers and sing sometimes. Based out of Austin, Texas, they released their self-titled EP in 2014, followed by their record, What We Do, in 2017. The band has been making a splash on the local scene and is headed towards the national stage with a nomination for an independent music award. Fingers crossed, hopefully we win. That would be cool. That would be amazing. 
This is an incredible feat, especially considering how difficult it is to make it in the music industry. And in a musical city like Austin, the challenge is even more prominent. Everyone wants to be the next big thing. Gaining a fan base is necessary for success, but Shadow of Wales told me that finding loyal followers is a lot harder than you would expect. Or the first couple of years that Shadow of Wales was around, um, I would tell my coworkers or like people, family members that I've met, um, that are family members that I met, that's a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> that's not wrong. That, uh, <laughs> that I would see, like, yeah, I'm in a band called Shadow of Wales, and they would always, you know, that's just the nice thing to say, I guess is, oh yeah, send me your stuff, I'll listen to it, right? Mm -hmm. And and most of the times I wouldn't, and then they would like a couple months later because they heard about it again. Mm -hmm. And they oh, were like, oh, yeah. you told me you were in a band, you didn't tell me that you were in a band. <laughs> that was like literally things that yeah. people would say to me, so it was kind of funny. For most people, friends and family are the ones that support you, but for a band, it's a different story. Typically like, yeah, it's cool to have friends at your shows stuff, but mm -hmm. to, like they're not going to be the ones that are like really digging your music unless yeah. all of a sudden they just like become your friend and your fan. For the Shadow of Wales, it's often strangers in the crowd that provide the most support. There's more inherent value in a stranger uh, validating you because they have no reason to lie. You know what I mean? So I think that's why anonymous YouTube comments make me happy. In many ways, it's a numbers game. And so Shadow of Wales decided to follow the same strategy that Taylor Swift had. What Rick Barber said to Taylor Swift whenever she said that she wanted to sell like a million records and go platinum is that you need to meet a million people. This is a great strategy, but JD raised a good point that for a band based out of Austin, this becomes a challenge due to the sheer size of Texas. Texas... It presents an inherent challenge because of just geography. It's enormous, right? <laughs> we could do a Midwest tour easy in, in if we lived in the Midwest. But <laughs> like we could hit you know six states in the time it takes to just get out of Texas. So how does a band stranded by geography interact with fans? For a Shadow of Wales, the answer is twofold. Social media and real connections. The social media game has opened doors for the band helping them amass fans all around the globe, from the Netherlands to Japan. Japan says, I like Japan. That's going oh, yeah, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't cut that out. terrible. But for the band, this is secondary to the real interactions they have with people. They genuinely care about their fans. On the Shadow of Wales Facebook page, they state their mission as spreading hope through music. For the members I spoke with, music is the catalyst that brought hope in difficult times, and they want to share that with the rest of the world. One of their newest songs, Runaway, is about being trapped by something, but in the end having the strength to run away. I asked them about the theme behind this song, and their answers were genuine and heartfelt. We're not going to tell you what or how to feel, but no matter what you're going through, like no five... Dorky dudes from Texas love you and care about you and believe in you and want you to be okay. It's never too late to turn things around. Every breath is a second chance. I think that's a Switchfoot song. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not that deep. There's no way. At the end of the day, Shadow of Wales' goal is to encourage their fans, both through music and face-to-face. -face. One of the missions, or our mission, or our goal, or a vision, uh, if you will, is to spread uh, hope and love as far as sound can reach. 
That's really smart. Who said that? Uh, which JD came up with. <laughs> oh, sorry. And um, that is pretty much parallel. Um, basically, we want we want to have real connections um, with our fans and really, I don't know, just be there. We want to be a light to the world. The mission they have is noble, and on the surface, it may seem impossible to achieve such deep connections with fans, but the band has already seen the fruits of their labor. We've had some crazy things happen. I'm, I'm not going to name names, but just to give you like a general sense. like We've had kids tell us like, hey, you know, I stopped cutting myself because of something you said in passing, or, you know, this, this lyric got me through a, a bad relationship and it helped me get out of that situation. And, Man, being in a band, it's it's work, but it's nothing in the world could be more worth it for me. You know what I mean? Like when I hear that sentiment, like like that was worth every second in a sweaty garage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's just what keeps us going. Yeah. yeah. So we try to make sure that we're also partnered with other organizations that kind of have that similar vision. Heart yeah. support is a big one for us. Um, they've got a. Uh, kind of like a support wall uh, where you can go and just talk to somebody and get connected to somebody. So uh, typically if we have a conversation that we're having and, uh, you know, someone's struggling, we want to try to help them kind of get connected with a resource that is really going to have another impact on them. Just another kind of like another connect in the web that helps them get the help that they need. We're not like trained counselors or anything. We're yeah. just people who genuinely care. So yeah. we cannot, we can't be heroes for everybody. But you know, I guess that depends on how you define hero. That's your own personal philosophical disposition, I guess. With many upcoming shows, including performances at South by Southwest, Shadow of Wales is continuing to grow in popularity. As they told me about the big upcoming dates, they had one last announcement for everybody. Before we go, I think the the thing that we always want to say in every single interview is just thank you. Uh, thank you to you for having us to the Daily Texan. Thank you guys so much. But also thank you to uh, all of our fans that are out there. Uh, anywhere that you're listening to this from, just thank you guys so much for supporting us. Like mm-hmm. JD said, we just would not be a thing without you. And we hope that all of you are having an amazing day. And we love you all. And don't give up on your dreams. I'm lucky enough that my biggest day-to-day worry is making sure I get all my laundry done before my roommate needs to use the washer. But here's Soul Chase, talking with a longhorn that has to worry about all of that, plus pay bills and just survive. Most students spend the majority of their time at UT on campus. Others may split their time between classwork and hobby or job that takes them into the city at large. Finally, we have the students that may not set foot on campus at all. Because of various personal reasons, some students choose to or are forced to take time off from school completely. I'm Soul Chase, and I'm one of those students. I know firsthand what life can be like when you take time off from school before you graduate. This week, I sat down with Connor Thompson, a sophomore computer science student who's currently doing just that. 
Connor, tell me uh, why for you, why did you end up leaving UT? Purely financial reasons, basically. My parents, going into spring semester 2016, my parents hadn't filed, or sorry, fall semester 2016, my parents hadn't filed their taxes for my mm-hmm. oncoming year's FAFSA. And so I decided to take a UT tuition loan and just hope that we could, well, I, I advi- talked with my advisor and they said we could file retroactively our FAFSA to get financial aid for that year. And so I planned on doing that, but my parents never got around to filing their taxes. And so basically I still owe UT to the tune of like 5000 or $6,000. And so I've been working, trying to pay that off, but that's a lot of money to save up working yeah. uh, in the service industry. Financial hardship is often the driving force for taking time off. For me, it was out-of-state tuition. Not being from Texas, I had to pay over $40,000 a year to attend UT, something my family was not in a position to afford. After my freshman year, I took a year off, worked at Second Barn Kitchen, where Connor is right now, and eventually became classified as a Texas resident. Students who don't have support from their parents need to find a way to pay for tuition, rent, food, and other living expenses, all while maintaining a full-time academic workload. And for Connor, loans aren't an option. His parents don't have the credit to co-sign on a federal loan, and UT doesn't consider students independent until they reach the age of 24. What has changed most significantly about your life since then? You know, working in the service industry, as I know firsthand, is a whole different lifestyle. It's it's a lot more day-to-day. You're not seeing new faces every day. The world sort of is smaller. Um, You're seeing like the same people every day. You're doing sort of the same thing every day and you're going home just tired from work. And it's a lot different from going to UT where even if you're going, just going to classes, like your classes are huge. Like you're going to see new people almost every day. You're going to see new people in the street. You're going to see all these like clubs and people trying to like get you to join like the organization and stuff. Like you're seeing more of a community than like you'd see in almost any workplace environment, I think. And so that's definitely something I miss and that's changed for uh, a negative. For many people I worked with, the service industry had become a lifestyle. But for Connor, it's a temporary situation, a means to an end. It's not the job I wanted to do and it has to do with being able to do something I can be proud of. I can't get behind service industry. I can't like, like I can do it, but I can't enjoy it right well and, tell me about your uh, your other aspirations because you're a computer science student uh you've got a couple years left so what mm-hmm. are your plans now uh for getting back into school and for going into an industry kind of beyond that as soon as i'm able to make it back into ut as soon as i can get my financial uh, situation sorted with my parents with fafsa with ut and finish my degree there i would love to get into software engineering maybe start my own business in a way or like start computer or start making games on my own the strangest moments for me came in the little things i would walk into gregory gym and have to pay ten dollars as a non-student i could read in the pcl but i couldn't check out a book this made me feel very disconnected from campus life i don't feel a part of the community definitely is not as much as i did when i was on campus because i'm not getting the sort of engagement from other students like I, i was part of organizations and stuff and so being out of UT, I don't get half the benefits of students, which is like free bus rides, the Greg, being part of your own clubs and stuff. You absorb the uh, community through 
being with the community and I'm so frequently not with the community yeah. as of right now just because I'm not going to classes, which is like sort of the mainstay of like seeing any like anyone yeah. from UT. You're gonna well, it's, it's hard to relate to students too because 90% Because your problems are not the same. Exactly. 90% of what they're talking about is class homework, office yeah. hours. <laughs> You're talking you know. about like paying bills and like yeah. trying to like what should I what am I gonna like have to cook for dinner tonight and stuff like that. Yeah. And then tying back to everything, it is easy to get lost in that mindset. And that's why I think staying engaged with the community would definitely help like a lot of people that are not currently going to UT but are trying yeah. to get back. For Connor, for myself, and for the numerous other students like us, our lives during college can extend far beyond the forty acres. We get swept up in the stream of real life, that elusive, mysterious concept that always seems just a few semesters away. The experience changes us. It gives us a new perspective, but can also isolate us from things we love. When we return, college is different. For me, the biggest takeaway from my year off was the realization that UT is so much more than just a campus. It's a community, it's a haven for learning, and it's a forum for passionate people to share in the experience of growing. Our next story from Valeria is about Patrick Lyons, UT's very own personal trainer, YouTuber, and fitness guru. And because of Patrick, now UT can boast that we have our own American Ninja Warrior on campus. Patrick Lyons is not your typical engineering student. Rather than spending his days working out homework problems, he tends to spend his time working out at the gym. As a kid, Lyons' fascination with fitness began as a way to build up his self-esteem, not just his body. Fitness started for me just because I used to feel um, weak, I guess. Like, I felt insecure with my body kind of thing. And so, like, I went on a personal fitness journey for the last basically six years or so. It was very off and on at the beginning, but over the last three years, I've been, like, very consistent, and it's completely transformed who I am as a person. Before finding fitness, Lyons took his time finding his perfect fit in the UT community. I've tried literally probably 40 other things here. Like I have a list on my phone of all the times I've tried something and been told yes or no. I've tried like a million different things and that's allowed me to meet tons of people. On campus, Lyon says he spends the majority of his time studying, helping to play in Camp Texas as a counselor, and working as a tech exercise instructor at Gregory Gym. So I started that about two years ago now, and the reason I wanted to do that was to prove my abilities as a fitness instructor. Now I'm an F45 instructor. F45 is a workout program that started in Australia four years ago, and in just four years, there's over a thousand locations in the world that offer it. UT, though, didn't have it before now. So I was kind of in like the launching semester of that. and. Um, that literally started up like about a week and a half ago. So in my opinion, it is literally the best group exercise format that exists. Outside of school, Lyons enjoys making YouTube videos about his fitness journey, but it wasn't always easy. I wanted to do YouTube for a long time before I actually started it. I was unconfident with what I would do, basically. Like, I knew I wanted to make videos, but I didn't know what I wanted to make them about. I didn't know if people would watch them, and I didn't know how to edit video. So the way that I started was I had a fitness coaching mentor who in a group that I was in, it was like me and 20 other dudes who were fitness coaches. And he basically said in the group one day, if you guys don't hop on Facebook Live tonight, you can't be in the group anymore. And so that was like the push that I needed to do something. It was super awkward and uncomfortable for me, but I did that video and still to this day, like 
that it was one of my most viewed Facebook Live videos. But what that did was it gave me the confidence to finally talk in front of the camera. And it was no longer like I was worried about it. It was like I was excited and I always had just all these topics floating around. And somewhere around that point, several people reached out to me individually just saying like, dude, you should, you should do YouTube. Lyons' videos range from high-intensity workout routines to fitness transformations to fun pranks he pulls around campus. You might recognize him from his Batman costume he likes to wear on the PCL during finals week. Or perhaps you've seen him ride around campus on a skateboard. I have a knee injury. I've had a knee injury for about two years, like literally that long, and it hasn't gone away. Basically, it's a left patella tendon tear, and there's like no blood flow in the area, so it's just kind of not going to heal. And I have to live with that now. Lyons says he rode around on a normal skateboard for his first two years on campus, but stopped because he found he was putting too much pressure on his injured knee. He purchased an electric skateboard with hopes of eliminating the issue, but he found himself faced with the same problem. And I was like, crap, I'm putting pressure on my knee again. And then it broke, so I just didn't have a board for a while. Then they sent it back, and I was like, this is like worth so much money, I cannot waste this investment. So I'm gonna ride it sitting down. But then what I realized was that riding it sitting down was more stable, more comfortable, I could do it faster, and it made people's day. And I was just like, there's no reason I shouldn't be doing this. Because it's like, I ride it around and every single day, consistently, people smile or laugh. And it's just like, yeah, I know it's because it looks ridiculous, but they're not laughing at me, they're just laughing at like how funny it looks. And so like, I'm totally cool with it, and uh, I love it. In the years since he started his YouTube channel, Lyons has completely changed his focus. He makes it look so easy, balancing school and fitness. He says that he tries to spend as little time on school as possible, and makes fitness his priority. I'm spending maybe one to three nights a week working on school. The other days, I'm doing fitness things, I'm doing YouTube things, I'm filming videos, I'm looking up ideas for new things, or I'm just like hanging out with friends and enjoying the time that I have in college. Though I could totally find an intersect between fitness and engineering, I'm not trying to go for that at all. To me, they're completely separate worlds. I, I just care about fitness so much more, and it's the kind of thing where like, no matter what I'm doing within fitness, I don't feel like I'm working, I'm just like doing what I love. Within the realm of fitness, Patrick is working towards his childhood dream becoming an American Ninja Warrior. As a kid, I would watch the show and I was always inspired by what I saw. But then once I got into fitness myself, I realized like, this could actually be possible. Like I could actually do this. And once I started training for it, it completely transformed the way I thought about fitness because all along it had been about changing what I was uncomfortable with about myself, getting stronger for just like an internal reason, which is great. I have no problems with that, and I'm glad that that happened. But now with Ninja Warrior, it's like I have a long-term goal, something bigger than myself that I'm working towards, and so that's just like a constant driver for me. After auditioning for the show last year, Lyons was initially rejected, but was allowed to be a course tester for the show San Antonio Trials. That was like super validating for me, and so I spent like the next year just like training as hard as I could, and I'd literally been compiling footage for an entire year. Every year, between 80 to 100,000 people submit their audition videos in hopes of becoming the next American Ninja Warrior. Lyons says that a majority of those people can do the physical feats necessary to be a successful competitor on the show, but what sets you apart is your story. Right before our interview, he got some good news. I submitted it in January, and I'm not kidding, 15 minutes ago, right before I got this call, I got the call and I'm going to be on American Ninja Warrior. In late March, Lyons will be competing in the Dallas preliminaries, with his family cheering him on. If he makes it past the first round, he'll move on to the finals, which are in Dallas as well. If he can get past that, he'll be facing the infamous Mount Midoriyama in Las Vegas. No, I'm stoked. I just couldn't believe it. Patrick Lyons, current Longhorn, future American Ninja Warrior.
That's all for this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in next week when we talk about dating and romance on campus. Something JT could probably use some help with. One of my favorite subjects. Be sure to follow this and all of our other podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can always find news at dailytexanonline.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Texan Podcast. The music used in this podcast was by Shadow of Wales, Blue Dot Sessions, and OMG It's One Day. We'll see you next week. We already said that. We will right. see you next week. Please.